From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, July 13th, 2017. Today's show is presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, every day is a brand new season, especially during the Major League Baseball season, and it's easy. Just fill out your lineup and follow the action live on your DraftKings app. And they have a brand new baseball feature. You're going to love it. It's called Arcade Mode. All you do is pick five hitters and one pitcher. That's right. Just five hitters and one pitcher. It takes me 30 seconds to fill out a lineup, and I put together a different lineup every single day with a chance to win every single night. So what are you waiting for? Go to DraftKings.com or download their app and play for free with my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, July 13th. Joining me in studio today here at Beantown Athletics is comedian Will Noonan. What's up, Will? What's up, Danny? Not that. No headphones today for no us. Headphoneless. You know, I was just thinking, though, I'm such a pro. I don't even think I fucking need them anymore. No. You know? It's like training wheels. I think I... I think I like doing the show better without headphones. Yeah. Now that I've been doing... See, here's why I'm doing it without headphones. As you can see, we're using my remote equipment. And yeah. I told people on Monday's podcast, you know, what I was doing because it came out a little bit later than expected because sometimes i record in the morning yeah and if i don't get it out till at night there might be a crazy trade or breaking news that i might miss i'm still gonna put the podcast out at night yeah so i set it up i said hey i'm recording early i don't have my computer though because it's broke i'm using my remote equipment and because of that it might take me a little bit longer to get the show up and get it on itunes but um my computer's broke long story short here we are using my remote equipment we cannot plug anything in even though we're in the studio, we can't plug anything in to get the headphones going. But that's fine. You can hear me, and I can hear you. Yeah, we're, I can hear you really well. You're a loud motherfucker. I, mother I, I always I forget that I can just... It feels like I'm on EEI sometimes when I'm with you, but then I say <laughs> motherfucker, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not on EEI. You can't say that on EEI. No, you can't. No, and, I I'm, got, just, I and got, I'm just on EEI on the weekend. So. I, I know, I know, but I, I like to listen to you on there. And I said uh, I said dildo on AAF like a week ago. Oh, yeah? They had to hit the dump button my first time in... They hit career. the dump button on dildo? That's why I wouldn't I've never <laughs> I don't know. I've never had the dump button hit on me before. Like I feel like and I've been doing radio shows for a few years and I never had the dump button hit. And I didn't I didn't I thought dildo was like fine. That might have been an unnecessary dump though. That's what I thought. Well, we've all taken a few of those, haven't we? <laughs> I had one. Uh, I had one at, is here all day. All I had one at Six Flags a couple years ago. I still remember. Uh <laughs> But your first problem is going to Six Flags. So unnecessary the whole, um, the whole day. So what's up, Will? What do you got going on? What's Nothing. happening? Tonight I'm going to the Red Nun. Or if, if this is a plug, I'll take it. Uh, tonight I'm going to the Red Nun in, in Dennisport, Massachusetts. Nice. And then I'll be at the Comedy Connection in Providence all weekend if anyone's in uh, in that area. It's only like a 40-minute drive from, from Mass, from Boston, and uh, it's a good time. There you go. That's all it. All right. We'll check it out. And uh, – podcast is still going strong of course yeah hypothetically, hypothetically. with will noonan uh it's uh i took like two weeks off which pissed a lot of people off why honestly nothing was really happening and i was moving into a new place and i was just kind of like i don't know i just like i was like i completely like 
forgot not not forgot about it, but it was like, holy shit, I haven't put one out in like some some got a couple emails and I was like, I haven't put one out in like two weeks. So I put one out. <laughs> and now it's go. out. Yeah. Usually, you know, if I miss a couple podcasts, yeah, there might be a reason for it. But yeah. you just had it was Well, I mean, it's summer. <laughs> like I put them out regularly all the time. <laughs> it's just different season, change of schedule. You know, like TV shows aren't on once a week all year long. They gotta take breaks from time to time. True. And uh, yeah, I was moving and time just got away from me. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't put one out. But uh, and also like this is a slow time of year for for stand up comedy. Like there's not as many gigs. So like I usually record those on my way to a gig or on my way back. And I was kind of like just not doing that much. So I had nothing to talk. Why about. is this a slow time for comedy? It always is the summertime. You ask any comedian. It's just because like, people are on vacations and they don't think they're going to get the audience. They're I mean, not going to draw the audience. Yeah, the that's part of it. But also uh, it's an indoor dark activity, stand up comedy. So like for some reason, it, like our busiest time is like the fall, like the end of the fall, all through the holidays into like the end of winter. Uh-huh. Like when it's like there's nothing to do outside. Everyone goes to see stand up. But right now people want to kind of sit at the beach, they want to sit at Marina Bay or outdoor bars and stuff like that and yeah. drink and have like a summertime good time. But at night, it's like, you know, you still go into a bar at night. Yeah, it's in weird. In the summer, right? I, I mean, know. sometimes you sit outside, you sit outdoor patio, roof deck if, if you're doing that shit. But yeah, um, it just no, kills I, our numbers. Like it's every really like, the comedy clubs. They they have uh, less attendance uh, every year since I've been doing it. I've been doing it 10 years. It's always been the same. Um, but. There's other, like, I don't know. There's other stuff you can do. Like, I did a summer camp gig. Like, you got to do, like, weird shit in the summer. Like, I did a, like, you know. <laughs> you got to tone it they, down when you go to a summer no, camp No, actually. It, no? For some reason, every year, I don't even know the name of the summer camp. Every year, the summer camp from Canada, they go to Six Flags. Speaking of, a lot of Six Flags fucking talking. Yeah, this. what's what's happening? I don't know. They it's go, leading me to believe that you have like some a, type of sponsorship, sponsorship with yeah. Six Flags. I would never. I'm a. <laughs> You're a Canopy Lake I'm, guy. I was gonna say I'm a Hershey Park Canopy Lake. I'm a I'm an independent amusement park guy. When's the last time you, I saw a sign for Canopy Lake? I'll let you get back to your story. Summer yeah. camp. When's the last time you've been to Canopy Lake? I haven't been there in fucking since I was. You used to go swimming in the pool, right? When you walk in, right? That was you. Yeah. You were one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck would ever go swimming or let their kid go swimming nah. in the Canopy Lake Park pool? You know what? They yeah, still have that, right? I, remember... I haven't been there in years, but I can always remember walking in, going. Who would let their kids swim? Why would you come here to swim in a fucking pool? I used to. This is funny. I used to ask my mom that question. And she'd be like, those are the people that live here. They live around here. <laughs> they don't have pools. We didn't have a pool either. But she was like, they don't have pools or any place good to swim. So they got to come here. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if that's true. But like, it's a good reason to get your parents to take you to Canopy. I, I would see the people with the towels and shit. And I'd be like, are there water slides here? Yeah. Because that's what I want. I, I'm a, I was more of a water country guy than anything. That was my favorite. Back when I didn't care about showing off my pale Irish body to anyone. <laughs> But yeah, I drive by there all the time. Like uh, on my way places, I drive by the sign. It says Canopy Lake Park. Yeah. But I haven't, uh, I haven't been there since I was a kid. No. So you go to Six Flags summer camp, stand up. You don't have to tone it down. Oh yeah, yeah. These kids. Uh, every year for like four or five years, I've done this show. They they go to. They're from Canada. They come down here. They go to Six Flags, and then on their way back, they go to Nick's Comedy Stop and fill the place. How old are they? Like sixteen and under. 
Like 16 to like and 14, 13. <laughs> Did they take, that's a place that they take them? Yeah, dude. And every, and the counselors are like 17, 18. So there's no one in this whole fucking crew that's like an adult adult. Yeah. Like, so. And they drive, they pull up in a school bus. Yeah. And the adults, and they pull up in a bus or something and they all come in. It's been a little different every year. They used to like bring pizzas which would suck because they're all tired from Six Flags, and then they eat a bunch of pizza, and then they sit down like, entertain me, huh? Like they're falling asleep, you know? Uh, but the counselors give us I'll, – I'll, like they give us a piece of paper every year, the counselors, that they write with like shit about these kids, like roast jokes about – not roast jokes, but like things we can make fun of about oh, them. Oh, okay. So like Jewish summer camp, like I don't even know the name of it. That's what they write on the top. And then it says no Holocaust jokes with a smiley face next to it, right? But then they write shit in here like, like Josh Jacobs. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say his last name, even though no one could know. Josh J has no friends at camp. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing they write. Kids lo who love hickeys, Johnny and Brooke, David and Mystery Girl. <laughs> uh, Noah has a hot sister. What? Like so, Ollie eats ice cream like he's given a blowjob, and my favorite one was Talia. <laughs> Talia's hooking up with a staff member that's going to get fired. Like this is the stuff they give us. We're not. They don't tell us not to swear, not to say anything. So we all go up, bunch of comedians from Boston. We each do like ten, fifteen minutes, and we just fucking. And this is once a year with this same once group. Once a year. Well, it's usually different kids. Different every kids, year. obviously, because you know camp, the other ones though. get older. I get that, but the same. Uh, yeah, and then never, no one's ever upset. They always have a good time. Huh? I, I always have a good time doing it. Have you already done it this year? Yeah, just did it. Like, you just that's, did it. Did it last week. But that's the kind of shit you do in the summer, like golf tournaments. I haven't done any of those this year because I had a pretty good regular year, and I'm skipping some golf tournaments this year. Do you year. golf? No, nah, I don't. Well, I mean, I do, but it's not one of What my... does Will Noonan do? You come in here and do a podcast with me. Yeah. And I think that any time you're in here, we talk about like because obviously this I do a, this is basically a sports podcast. Yeah. I mean the top sports stories, especially Boston based. That's what I usually <laughs> do. We'll get into some of that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I got some stuff going on now. If you follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard, I think you know big stuff that you know I'm coming up with nicknames now. That's my <laughs> that's my new gig. Yeah. I come up with solid nicknames for professional athletes I in like Boston that. and they, and they, they take them, they run with them and then we make t-shirts and we all get rich Yeah, or at least they get rich and they don't give me shit. Yeah. And then but they you get to me be a, You get to be in the documentary in t 10 years for yeah. a second. Then Dan Shaughnessy says he made it up. <laughs> Honestly, so I'm waiting for somebody else to take credit for giving Isaiah Thomas oh, a nickname, happen. the reason, but anyways, we'll get to that, but that's what we usually do. I never usually get into like, what is Will Noonan doing <laughs> when he's not doing stand-up or when he's not making these appearances? Like, does Will Noonan golf? Does Will Noonan swim? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, is yeah. Will, what does Will Noonan do? I do uh, preppy triathlons where I golf and swim, and then, uh, and then I do some crew, and then I play rugby. Uh, no, uh, I'm a, I like to run. You might see me in Southie running. I like to do that. Do you run out Castle Island? Yeah, I do. I'm one of those base. Have I ever run by you? I've never seen you. Okay. Because sometimes it's just in the zone. Oh, I'm usually in the you zone. Know, I'm not looking at people. Sometimes I make imaginary like races with the people in front of me. You ever do that? Like if there's some someone in front of you and you're like, I'm going to pass them at the next, uh, listen, the listen, next mile. That my biggest pet peeve is the speed at which other people are running. <laughs> While I'm running and I'm not trying to, you know, pump my own tires or yeah. pump my chest about how fast that I might run when I go on a jog yeah. out Castle Island. 
But, you know, you run out the sugar bowl. Yeah. And it's not a very, I mean, it's wide enough where people come in both ways, coming and going. Right. But sometimes you got to slow down and you keep your legs going, but you're not running anywhere just to make sure people get by so you can squeeze by them. But then there's people running the same direction as you. And you don't know, like, should I pass them? Yeah. Should I not pass them? And you kind of feel like a dickhead when you do pass them. Oh, yeah. You almost want to say, listen, I'm not trying to show you up. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to continue at my same speed while not making this awkward. Yeah, I like to think that, uh, I like to think sometimes that I'm at the beginning of mine and they're towards the end of theirs. Maybe they're on mile six and I'm on mile three or something like that. And that's why I'm passing them. So I like to humble myself with that thought sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but other times... I just figure, like, fuck it, like, I'm going to pass you, but I've gotten in a thing with, with, with dudes, chicks never do this, you'll pass a chick and she'll let you pass and not give a shit, but I've had dudes, like, then they try and pass, like, we're in traffic, they try and pass me at the next, like, mm-hmm. you know, little part, but I kind of just figure that's, like, spicing up the the run and making it a little more a little more fun. I, I just, no, I don't like it. I don't, don't want like anyone it. running near me the same direction as me. So I will sprint to get by somebody. Yeah. And then I'll make sure I sprint long enough after them where they're not going to catch me if I oh, okay. cool you it down it a little bit. Well, that's definitely you know? true. I definitely. You're going to cruise control. Yeah, I definitely kick it up like for a while because you don't want to just pass them and then hold them up right after. Yeah. It's runner talk with Danny and Will. <laughs> It can be, it can lead to some awkward running situations. Yeah, well, I'm used right? to running. I mean, I'm I'm really, I used to do most of my running in Milton or in the woods, hiking, like trail running, you know, which you don't see fucking anyone. And now I'm on the city streets, man. That's right. It's, uh, Welcome. It's, you got Welcome it. to the city street running. It is some awkward situations at times, but there's, I honestly believe that, you know, you have to have a certain mindset, at least if you're, if you share the same fucked up mindset as me, which yeah. is. I don't want to be running next to someone. I don't want someone running in front of me where it's close enough where yeah. it's going to get awkward or somebody right behind me. Like, I like to create space Oh yeah, absolutely. Castle Island when I'm going for a jog. Honestly, I haven't had as much trouble with the runners as I have had with, like, the fucking people with the baby carriages, like, three deep taking up the whole— Sure, there's a lot of inconsiderate— people that walk out there in large groups yeah that just have no idea what's going on yeah i mean i don't mind like do it's everyone's space but it's like don't block the whole fucking sure it's only this little narrow thing or when the state trooper decides to like swing his dick around and drive his cruiser (laughs) he drives out the sugar bowl like (laughs) come on it's like dude we got you like Like, you don't have a guy with a motorcycle (laughs) that maybe could do this you have to bring the actual yeah SUV out here? Sometimes they turn the lights on just to be like, <laughs> look at me. I'm sure that's like a really fun part of being a state trooper. But I guess. Um, I guess. But all right, so that's me. what we're so doing. You run. I hike a lot. Do. I do play golf like three or four times a year. But honestly, I like golfing, but I only like going to like public courses where like they don't have fucking like – you know, dickhead members and sure. stuff like that. Cause when I Franklin do... Park, you like going to Franklin Park. I like that's Park. my go-to Franklin. <clears throat> I'm not knocking it. That's my go-to because yeah. you know, while it is somewhat chaotic, like whenever you golf at Franklin Park, yeah. you get around to the eighth, the ninth hole. And all of a sudden there's a new person teeing off. They, they let people yeah, just hop in, you know, right. just hop in. And even when they don't, like, if there's a little space in between different groups, you might get people who, like, skip holes. Next thing yeah. you know, there's a new group in front of you. Franklin Park can be chaotic at times with that, but I'd prefer that 
then you're right. The yeah. the standard country club where mm. everybody's like, oh, you're not wearing the right. I you know fucking, what I mean? You don't have the right outfit. Or, uh, they're looking down on you. And you know it. that. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I do golf. Sometimes I'll do these comedy, like, golf tournament type things where it's like the comedians golf with the regular guys. And then at the end, we do a show. Um, but I've kind of stopped doing them because they're like the most brutal fucking days. Because it's like you take these comedians, send us out there on the golf course. We're supposed to be sort of fun and like that's part of the day yeah. but all day long it's people being like ha 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 good one Will but seriously this is a country club and we have rules so um, just tone it down a little bit you know we're like oh it was a funny uh, like every we, we literally one time we were all just laughing super hard at something a guy did and then some guy comes over from like another hole and he's like hey it's great you guys are having fun but <laughs> it is a country club so just <laughs> Just keep it down a little bit. I'm like, you fucking dickless piece of shit. Like, because these are the same guys who they, they want to break balls with you and they want to be like, hey, I'm a fucking guy. I know you're a comic, but blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're wearing tight fucking khaki pants. Your fat ass is on display for everyone here. You think you're fucking cool and hilarious because you're like six Miller lights deep right now in uh, in the sun. But it's like, it's like you're the big, you're like all hall monitors. You know what I mean? I remember one time. I'm playing in one of these, and I like, I like, you know, I got my putt like right next to the hole, right, and then I go up and uh, just tap it in. Some guys like, hey, hey, uh, uh, this is like they're all of them do this, you know. I don't care, I don't care. I'm not the type who's like into the little things, you know. I, I, I just like to have fun. But uh, here at this course, uh, tournament rules. Uh, you do. You are supposed to pick it up and, and tap it in later. Like, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. But some of these other guys, they're kind of dicks. So just don't do it again. You know. And I'm like, no, you're one of those guys, you fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? So that's what I hate about golf. But I go to Ponkapog a lot. You ever go to that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. That's that's in like, Canton. Yeah, that's like my speed. You know. How about um, uh, Ritter? Never been there. Where is Ritter? Is it in Bridgewater? Ritter Country Club? I've been to Presidents. Ritter Country Club, it's, it's it's wide open. You can't lose a ball. Yeah, no Ritter. trees. You don't lose a ball. Yeah. Um, Which actually can be a little bit more intimidating if you're just a casual golfer because I actually think that puts a little bit more pressure on me. Like, give me the course where yeah. if you do put it in the woods, nobody's looking at you going, oh, like, you know what? How the fuck did you do that? Yeah, it's yeah. accepted because it's a pretty... It it's a pretty tough hole, you know what I mean? It it's like, once there's a lot of people that might slice it into the woods. Oh yeah, but if if you're cool with the place that's wide open and you can't lose a ball, then I'm rid is for you. And then you're walking like across fairways to get your fucking yeah. I just ball. well, I don't. When's the last time you've walked? Yeah. Oh oh. When's I, the last time you've walked the course? You know, I actually like doing it. This is like. Sort of like I, now I sound like a this golfer. is blue collar talk yeah. with Will Noon. Now I sound <laughs> now I sound like a golfer. No, I was gonna say like I like it because like you walk off a bad shot. Like if you have a bad shot, you you fucking throw the bag on and you walk. You break a little bit of a sweat and you kind of like can. I feel like I golf better when I walk the course than when I'm hopping in really? and out of a hopping in and out of like a fucking cart and fucking smoking bots and like just it's like a day it's like a more of like a kickback kind of day when i'm in the cart but that's because i grew up when i when i played as like a teenager or whatever i played on like small ass nine hole courses and shit like that so that you could walk them but like a lot of the courses i've played as a comic on these tournaments like there's no way you could walk them you'd be dead by the end sure. of the day yeah i couldn't tell you the last time i walked i've almost it's been, got you gotta get a cot every i've time. almost been fucking killed in a golf cart like multiple times because 
Cause like uh, I did a <laughs> I did one with this comedian. I won't say his name, but he was a fucking. He was like completely like about to hit rock bottom and like drugs, <laughs> drugs and alcohol. So like, like I'm literally, not laughing at that. No. <laughs> I'm laughing at what what I'm thinking. You're about to tell me. No, like literally shows up. You know, like everyone's like teeing off in the morning. You know, like you're all lined up and it's like 9 a.m. and we're all there and this dude's like already teetering drunk, like teetering, like unsteady on his feet, like visibly fucked up at nine in the morning. But that's one of the good things about being a comedian. People just go like, ah, what an animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this guy lives it. He literally lives it. And uh, he, so, of course, they're like, well, you're riding with him. And, of, and then, of course, like, he's like, I'm driving all day, <laughs> right? All day. This guy's throwing, like, I remember a couple of times he's like, you want a pill? I'm like, I'm like, uphill? Like, what is it? What does it do? He goes, ah, I got, what do you want? And he pick, takes out this pill bottle. It looks like fucking, like. Like, like sprees. He's got a pills of like every color in there, you know? He it's goes, got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, he's like, I got, I do whatever. He goes, I got, I got up as downers. He goes, sometimes I just take one randomly. I don't even know what it's going to do. I just take it. Right. So I'm like, great guy actually was golfing great at the beginning of the day. And then he ended up fucking falling off. But anyway, he started to fuck around and he tipped the golf cart with us in it. And I like oh, fucking Jesus. pulled my foot out at the last as my like foot. Cause I like an idiot. I put my foot down to try and like. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I got this. I got me and this huge guy. And then it started to go. So I like, my foot was caught underneath it for a second. I pulled it out and I had like scrapes all over my leg and stuff. And this dude, the first thing he does, he's like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> he's like, you were trying to jump out. And uh, we almost died. Wow. But That's, we didn't. I have a golf cart story. Oh, let's hear it. I might as well tell it while we're on it. And then I'll get to the good stuff, which is, you know, my new podcast with isaiah thomas mm-hmm. um yeah we gotta tease that yeah we gotta make him sit through this the reason but uh we also get there's some wrestling talk that we gotta get to too of course yeah because i there's something that i am into now that uh, uh, a brand of wrestling that i didn't think i oh. would be into oh. as a casual wrestling fan we'll, we'll get and it's not wwe we'll I, get into it. I, I i've I, teased it the last couple of podcasts this yeah if, when we get into wrestling this will be the third straight podcast that I've done wrestling talk, pro wrestling talk, I like which I, I think is a is a record for this show. But you know, we've done the wrestling thing. I've Fuck had wrestling yeah. guests on. I've had wrestlers in studio. We did a wrestling event here at Beantown Athletics. Yeah. You Last did a Thursday, kick. I did a show from inside a wrestling ring. I saw that with Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. So and. Yeah. I see wrestlers sometimes at Castle Island running. Matt Taven from Ring of Honor runs there. And oh, really? TK O'Reilly runs there sometimes, too. If I had known, I'd throw him a little clothesline. Oh, dude. Uh, when I see him, I just go like, woo! I just give him like a Ric Flair. <laughs> I, I don't think I would know them if at, I saw them running out the What island. I you, really you do is even creepier. I see them, and then I tweet at them later like, were you at Castle Island today? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I saw you. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan, dude. Big fan. So, Franklin Park. Which is the complete opposite. It's, yeah. I mean, you've golfed there, right? Frank yeah, Park? yeah. It's, there are people who are members, but come on. It can get chaotic over there. And it's not like your standard country club. No. Um, <laughs> country right? club. Right? I get the city, I get the city discount. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, you show your ID. If you're a Boston resident, you get a discount. I use that, you know, towards getting a cot because I don't walk. Yeah. And so... This was probably like, and I was just there recently. I go there a lot. It's my go-to course. A couple of years ago, me and a couple of buddies, you know, we just went out playing 18. And what hole was it? We get, well, we get 
you know, front nine was chaotic. You all of a sudden you get to five, six. Somebody different is in front of you. You're like, what's going on here? How did they get there? They, you know, they saw a hole open. They decided to tee off because the people in front of them were taking too long. So they they decide to start their day over. Yeah, screws us up. Next thing you know, in front of us there's a a, a group of kids who were part of the whatever academy, the golf school, oh, was going fuck, on yeah. during the summer. Yeah. And one kid was staying on past the sixth hole, and he was like, hey, can I go with you guys? And there were only two or three of us, so we had an extra spot. We were like, I guess. Like, we didn't want to golf with some kid. Yeah. But he actually was pretty good, so it was fine. Yeah. But still, it was a chaotic front nine. This must Knowing one, you, this must have all driven, uh, driven you insane. I was going nuts. <laughs> I was, like... But this happens every time. This isn't, like, new. Like, so I kind of knew what I was getting into, but it's like, what the fuck is going on? It was just chaotic. We get through nine. The kid in the the golf academy was like, all right, we'll see you. Like, he was just doing nine. We're like, all right. He golfed three holes at us. We're like, all right, see ya. As we're doing it, some guy at 10, you know, there's like a little hill you can hit from up top. Yeah, yeah. Some dude by himself just tees off. We hear it. We're like... What the fuck is going on? Because now we think we're in the clear. Because yeah. we saw the people in front of us through nine. We're done. We're like, okay, nobody's going to be in front. We got the back nine to ourselves. We're not going to be slowed down by anybody. We're shaking hands with this kid that we don't want to <laughs> golf with in the first place. Yeah. And some dude by himself is teeing off. We're looking up going, what the fuck is happening right now? He gets in his cot. He flies by us to go get his ball. He's like speed golfing. Doesn't, right? even, doesn't even give you He's like in a... a it's, doesn't yeah. give you a high ho. I don't even think he did. No. Wow. Right. The guy was probably early forties, mid forties, by himself, getting through it. We get down <laughs> to. I'm trying to think what hole. Maybe eleven or twelve. Where at Franklin Park, where you got to kind of hit over the diagonal trees, and it looks like you're hitting through another fairway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you got a green up top. Like yeah, way f- back on the top. Do you know what hole I'm talking I will, about? I mean, I feel like that's a lot think, of that course. Someone's got to tell me just like where I'm hitting that. Yeah. So either way, I'm having, on top of all this chaos that's going on, I'm having the day of my life. Like <laughs> oh, I'm at, yeah, yeah, I'm having one of those days. You know what I mean? Shit. Like, pa, pa, yeah. all right, bogey, bogey. You get, you, there's a birdie thrown in there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. having a fucking day. Yeah. Like I'm like, this is good. I feel good. Haven't been fatigued yet. Usually the fatigue starts hitting you around <laughs> 10, 11. Yeah. But I hit a shot, It's a, and I think this is a par five, if I'm not mistaken. And I hit perfect tee shot right up the middle. Then I hit maybe like a five iron, drop it right in front of the green. Now, you got, this is where you got to like chip it up. The green is like yeah. sort of up on a hill. And um, I'm ready to chi- like chip up and go on the green on my third chip shot, <laughs> which means that I'm setting up for a birdie putt. On a par five. And while this is going on, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, before I chip, I decide to bring the cart up to the back of the green. You know? Because yeah. then you're going down oh, through yeah. to the next one. Of course. So I, as I'm driving my cart up there, the, the guy in front of us we thought was gone. He's in the woods with his <laughs> cart. His cart is in the woods, like, tilted on its side. Off-roading. Uh, and I drive by him like shocked, and he just goes, "Hey, can I get a little help here?" <laughs> He's behind the cot trying to push oh, it up. Shit. He goes, "Can I get a little help?" I drive by him. I look. I'm like, "Little help." I take my putter and my pitching wedge, and I look at him. I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." So 
what am I going to do? Am I going to say no? Yeah, not you help gotta, him? You got to help I'm him. I'm like, I didn't want to. Fellow man. I'm a, but now I'm getting rattled. And I'm like, I got a huge. You got um, a huge putt is, here. I, no, I'm going to have a huge putt when I chip it on the green. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so I go down to help him. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll get in the driver's seat. I'll hit the gas. I go, no, 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 no. I go, I'll hit the fucking gas. <laughs> okay, I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to get in the back of the cot and push it up for you yeah, and, with all this dirt. Yeah. Fuck that. I'll get in the in the cot. So I go to get in the cot. There's blood everywhere. What the Yeah, fuck? blood on the seat. I'm looking. I'm like, now I'm rattled. I'm like, what the fuck? I look at his arm. His arm is all cut. And I go, what's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, I try. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what he was trying to do. I forget what he told me, but he was trying to do something. His arm got cut as he was pushing it up. He cut his arm. There's blood everywhere. I go, Jesus. all right. So I look now. I'm not going to sit on his blood. So I go, you know what? You take Fuck. Him. I go, fuck this. And I fucking storm off. I didn't even help him. <laughs> I didn't help him. I go down to my ball. I'm rattled. My buddy, <laughs> Sweeney's behind me, still, like, trying to chip up to the green. He's like, he doesn't even know this guy's back there. Yeah. He sees me rattle. He's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. There's some guy in the woods. He's trying to help me. He's like, what? So my chip was a liner into the woods. Of I'm course, rattled. It ruined, my, it ruined my day. Of course. Ruined my fucking day. I'm, like, flipping out. I didn't even. That's I didn't why even, you never see Tiger Woods. I didn't woods, even uh, putt. I took, like, an, I, I took the standard, like, 10, right? Uh, you got to take the yeah. double putt. I took, like, a 10. And I'm like, I didn't. I just held my ball. I go, I'm not even because I I kept lining it over the green. That chip, I couldn't even put it on the green after this. And the guy <laughs> still is in the woods. We end up cruising by him and cut him, and we get to the next hole. I tee off, slice, day ruined. <laughs> so right, wait, this guy's still Day's in the woods ruined. with his fucking bloody cart. As we're up on the fairway, kind of, I sliced it. I had a drop on the next hole. You know, that's the real uphill one yeah. next to the softball field. Yeah, yeah, at Franklin, yeah. and. <laughs> There's like six golf carts from coming from the pro shop, like coming to help him out. Yeah. And I just, I hear the guy in the background. I hear him because you can kind of see over there. I can hear him go, yeah, this, this kid, he wouldn't help, he wouldn't help me out. I fucking lost it. I start yelling across the course. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking cut us. You cut him, you piece of shit. I'm like yelling. I was fucking screaming. And they're all looking over and Sweetie's like, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm like, no, fuck you, buddy. I'm like, what do you think this is? Now, this was a day where people were just cutting us nonstop. Wow. And, and this guy cuts us. And then he expects me to help him. I'm having the day of my life. <laughs> a little help here? Like, what type of etiquette is this? If I was in the, in the woods yeah. like that, I'd just call for help. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. ask the people behind me to help me out. Probably not. Everybody's golfing. And 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 so then the the day this was like the worst it ends up being the worst day at Franklin Park of all time. I had like I it was I wasn't wearing golf shoes. I had these sick Nike sneakers on, but uh, I didn't it's what I wore that day. I don't even know why I had them on. Yeah. But they were like fluorescent green. You know? Yeah. And Everybody just got a comment. It's like everyone, like there's just something. So I'm teeing off. That's at like the other four, thing about I'm golf. I'm teeing off at like 14, and these guys are coming by. They're like, "Oh, what? What are those shoes? Were they light up or something?" Like uh. right as I'm teeing off, and I turn around, and I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong?" With <laughs> Everyone's got a comment for everything. Everyone's cutting. Um, bullshit. I don't even know if I fin. I can't recall. I don't think I even finished the round. Uh, but something happened on 18 where we were there and we teed off, and somebody. My ball was up there, and we, 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 you know, 18, you got to go all the way up the hill yeah. to see where you hit it. 
some guy is fucking hitting my ball <laughs> like a great shot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it was just That's the Frankel chaos. Park golf experience, though. That's that's what that's you, it, right? That's what you get there to a T. Yeah, no that, pun intended. That's exactly that's exactly one of the things I hate about golf. Like people commenting on your shoes. Like when you're a comedian, sometimes you forget because you hang out with other comedians or you're at comedy shows all the time. You forget how like stupid like the baseline sense of humor with yeah. a lot of people is. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse than golf ball busting like. Oh yeah, fucking nice shoes. You can. There's an off button on those things. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I think I could see those from my house. It's like all the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or they're doing movie quotes at you. I hate that. Everybody's just got to comment. Yeah. You know, just can, can we all just live our lives? Can we all just? <laughs> can we just move along here and just do things and yeah. mind our own business? No, no, nobody can do it. Everyone's got to fucking comment. People just have to be assholes. That's that's the world we live in. So yeah. um, that's my Franklin. So what happened to that Dang. guy? He died right there. No idea. Bled to death. No, maybe, maybe. Piece of shit though. I tell you that. Then he's he's throwing me under the bus because it didn't help him. Yeah, yeah. Dude, seriously. I'm going I'm going for a birdie putt. If if you <laughs> let me just chip it up to the green instead of helping you out, he's in the woods. Like that's my fault that you. How did you even do that? Oh, it was yeah. he like backed it in too. Like the back of the cot was down in the woods. I'm like, how did this happen? Do you ever? Do you and, ever... But the, the biggest the biggest beef that I had with it is that he shouldn't have even been in front of us. <laughs> like, yeah. you have no business, one, asking me to help you get your golf cart out of the fucking woods. Yeah. Two, you want me to, when I do help you out, you want me to push the thing from behind? You want me to be that guy? That's his golf. Three, when I decide, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to step on the gas for you and you're going to push. I don't even know why I'm doing that. There's blood all over the seat. You want me to sit on your blood? <laughs> Fuck you. And then, after all that, I ruin my day just chipping it into the woods, yeah. lining it over the green, right? And then the next tee, I slice it off. You're going to throw me under the bus for not helping you? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, buddy. Yeah. What a clown. Throw yourself under a bus. Oh, man. Bloody arm Franklin guy. Park always gets me worked up. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's blue-collar golf talk that with, blue -collar. with pick and will. <laughs> yeah. That's... That's call, call me Billy when we're getting blue collar. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Nuno. Oh, man. All right, so. Wow. We, that, that, that escalated quickly. Here's what. <laughs> so here's my, the top story in the sports world to me uh, right now. And it, it's, there's a couple top stories, but, but we'll go with number one. Number one is what we've teased, is that on Twitter the other day. Yeah. I tweeted out, and I've been pumping this out almost for a week now, this nickname for Isaiah Thomas. The reason. The reason. The reason. I like okay? it. Okay? I wrote a column for the Boston Metro that crowned him and gave him a new nickname or tried to. The reason. I teased it a little bit on WEI over the weekend, and, and I capped it off with a Paul Heyman-style promo yeah. on Monday's podcast <clears throat> in which... I played the role of Paul Heyman, the advocate, only I did it for Isaiah Thomas. My okay? client. The Ladies reason. and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is Danny Picard, <laughs> and I am the advocate for Isaiah Thomas, no longer the little guy, not the answer, not the truth, not the process, but the reason. 
The reason that Al Horford signed with the Celtics. The reason that Gordon Haywood signed with the Celtics. The reason the Celtics went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year with 53 wins in the regular season. The reason that we are all of a sudden now calling the city of Boston an NBA destination. Destination. My client, (laughs) Isaiah Thomas, is the reason that... The Celtics right now are relevant. And because of that, Danny Ainge must give him a max contract. Or it's Danny Ainge's ass, not ours. (laughs) It's not my ass, Danny Ainge. It's not Isaiah's ass. It's your ass. Because that brings truck. Oh, yeah, you can hear it. Beep, 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 beep. It's backing up, baby. And if it doesn't back up in Boston... It'll back up somewhere else. And Isaiah Thomas, the reason the Celtics are relevant, when he leaves and gets the max deal somewhere else, he will be, or shall I say, his absence will be (laughs) the reason the Celtics will no longer be relevant. I think it's a great nickname, man. It's a great nickname. I think it's a fantastic nickname. And and so I tweeted out, I took a quote from the podcast, and I do these little quote pictures that I put together. Yeah. And um, and by the way, those things, I know they look simple. Those things take me, because I'm a perfectionist, and I'm like, everything. I'm such a fucking psycho when it comes to that stuff. It, It takes me forever to do that. But I put it out, and Isaiah Thomas. Himself. He commented on it. Wow. Isaiah Thomas commented on the photo and I linked the podcast and he said, here's his direct tweet from Isaiah, from Isaiah Thomas. He says, quote, I like the reason that's dope. LOL. LOL. But he puts the reason in quotes. Isaiah Thomas likes the nickname that I gave him. So just, by the way, I think that LOL was more like a cool Denzel and training day. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Not like he's like, ah, ha, ha, I love this. It's more like, hey, hey, oh, the reason. Ha, ha. But he likes it. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. dope. Yeah. He wants it. It is. It's a dope nickname. And, and you know what? I, I, I agree I, in its dopeness. But, but, but let's break this down. If Isaiah Thomas reads that quote and comments on that and says he likes that nickname, basically he wants that nickname to stick. And it, believe me, on Twitter... It's picked up steam. Oh. It is. It, it should stick. If it doesn't stick, then I'm gonna put the blame on some of the assholes in the media that just won't give me the the, the proper recognition. Um, which again will not be a shock. Like I'm, well, you <laughs> I'm, know. Not, I'm not gonna be shocked by that, and it's almost what I expect. But it should stick if he wants it to stick. But when he says he likes that essentially saying he wants it to stick. He's also acknowledging, I think yeah. this might be the biggest story, he's acknowledging that what I say about him is true. That's true. That he feels that he's is, the reason that is a, yeah. that these guys have come here. I think it right? would be solidified. I think first, yeah, 100%. And that's probably why he was, that's probably the LOL was probably just so he doesn't look like a total sure. arrogant sure. guy. Celtics players were also retweeting his thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I think... Um, It'll really get solidified. You need to get it to Heinsohn and Gorman, so like they start saying it after he. I do. You're right. After he drops a bucket or two, the reason. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no longer Tom, the little guy. The reason. He's not the little guy. <laughs> Tommy Boyd for the reason. You know what I mean? That'll be like when when it really when you start seeing fucking uh, 
the uh, like the bootleg T-shirts outside the garden that say the reason on it. You no, know? he has it. No. And then when he then when he re- leaves in free agency, they'll call him the treason. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you trademark that one. But he, you, met, it's funny you mentioned Mike Gorman, Tommy Heinsohn. You're right. That'll get big then. Yeah. Here's what'll get really big. If we can get Mark Jackson on ESPN with Van Gundy, you know Jackson, yeah. they, the best. They go to commercial break and they're playing the music. Du, 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 du. <laughs> and Mark Jack, they show a slow mo replay. Isaiah would be dribbling to his left, cutting back to his right. He's got Della Vadova in his face or yeah. somebody, <laughs> some small point guard, and he just buries a shot. Mark Jackson's like, oh, Della Vadova in his mug. Peanut butter deli time. But <laughs> hand down, man down. The reason for three. <laughs> yeah. Back after this. And then Van Gundy will be like, that comes from Danny Picard, who's a good guy, but honestly, I don't agree with his uh, thoughts on the Franklin Park <laughs> golf course. That's a beautiful course. I love playing there, and I think this guy's Bush League when he, uh, when he craps on it. And God dang it, I love the Kardashians too. <laughs> and is that Rihanna over there? Oh, man. Who's she sitting with? Yeah, they, they, they've uh, been I think going she off a little bit. She did a dab, Mark. That's a dab. Well, you know what they say. Hand down, man down. That's all he says. Yeah, Hand yeah. down, man down. Celtics up by 10. Yeah, I like Mark Jackson. <laughs> uh, but that's where to really get big. Yeah. But there's no denying that Isaiah wants this nickname to stick. And it should stick. It should. The reason. And the only question I have now is, when it does stick, who is going to pick up my podcast with Isaiah Thomas? Is yeah. it going to be the Players' Tribune? Is it going to be Uninterrupted, LeBron James Podcast Network? Is it going to be somebody else? Uh, what is it called? Who else? Uh, Who's going to pick up Barstool? The, the, the Pick and Isaiah <laughs> show? Who's going to pick that up? Oh, you know what? I, I think you and Isaiah should do it on KG's Area uh, Oh, Area, area 21. 21. That yeah. Would, that would be something I'd like Maybe to see. Maybe he should start a podcast network. Some of these guys, they need the... I know he's a point guard, Isaiah. He's a point guard on the court. Yeah. In the studio, he needs a point guard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Obvious point guard in the studio. We, it would be called... The underdogs. Huh? <laughs> IT, what do you say, kid? I know you're listening. The underdogs. Yeah, yeah. IT's on a treadmill right now. Like, <laughs> these guys are crazy. Nah, we got it. It's going to happen. That's, that's it's going to happen. But, my vaguely racist Isaiah Thomas impression. These guys are crazy. <laughs> He's actually uh, a very, like, normal. Nah, me and dude. IT, we are boys now. You know, when he tweets you once, he sees it. He sees Did all he my follow? other tweets. No, I didn't get a follow. What the fuck? I, I didn't get a follow. That's that. That you know what that is? It's tough love. It's tough. <laughs> tough love. He knows you're. An, love. He knows you're an Irish guy. From no, Celtic. he doesn't. But uh, he doesn't want to tip it off that we do have a podcast coming soon because there's a bidding war. Let me see if he follows. You know, me. bidding war between the Players Tribune and LeBron James and Maverick Carter's company, uninterrupted. So I mean, that's where this thing's heading. Maybe I'll ask my homie uh, Harrison Barnes. He he follows me. Harrison Barnes Harrison, follows you. Me and Harrison Barnes used to both be um, Skype ambassadors to get like not you know Skype paid both of you guys to yeah. promote yeah. the brand. Yeah, so uh, we were both influencers and you know like whatever weird word they give us. But uh, he's like the only NBA. But because of him, a couple other NBA guys like but all like twelfth, eleventh, uh, and twelfth men well, and stuff. I don't think any NBA guys follow. But me. I mean, uh, Isaiah, but they do Isaiah, they like my Isaiah Thomas. If you're listening, you follow 2,385 people. Why not make it 2,386 and add Danny Picard? He follows that many people. Yeah, he follows a well a, a fuckload of people. I'm not gonna stop being the advocate for Isaiah Thomas. Uh, and also, he has under 
a million followers, and maybe if you were a little nicer with he your has, follows, he that, has under a million. Yeah, oh, what's he, he got? Six hundred and fifty point four. No, K. we should get that up. I'm shooting for ten k too. By the way, I'm close. I'm close. He needs a seven eleven today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. I've so peaked on Twitter, like as far as my number. I've been at the same number for such a long time, and I actually dipped a little bit when I got a little bit uh, sassy during the election. Like, I yeah. was like, I was tweeting. Oh, election tweets. I wasn't that, even that'll, being... That'll get people to respond. I wasn't even being that, but political. But I think that's why... I think, I think this past election ruined Twitter for me. When you say you peaked on Twitter, like, I peaked on Twitter just being like, I don't even... I don't use it. Like, I use it to promote my stuff. Yeah. But other than that, like, I have no interest. Like, I, I have a life. You gotta use. You know it, what though. I mean? Like I just, I got a life. Will. Yeah. No, that's why I didn't put out a podcast for two weeks. I had a big. I had a lot of life shit. <laughs> you had life. You know, I don't know if you've ever moved. Uh, it's well, a pain no. In I mean, ass. I don't have that much of a life because I still do the podcast. So <laughs> I guess my, the life that I do have is is yeah. not a very exciting one, but it's exciting enough to the point where I've stopped using Twitter as like a twenty four seven tool of yeah. mine. I use it to promote. But this Isaiah Thomas thing really. Really gave me a little more juice on Twitter. I'm trying to see how long this lasts. We'll 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 figure it figure it out. I'm gonna gonna continue to retweet stuff and quote the tweet and make it even look. I like. I really like it. I, I you got two things going against you. What? One, it's the off season, so it's like this has to carry into the season. So you might want to even like put it on a shelf. You know, you don't want to burn it right now. True. While it's while it's the off season, you put it on a True. shelf. And then you really give it the full fucking, like, you know, all the tender love and care it needs right as the season's starting. All right. And, That's uh, a good point. And make sure, like, you get it out there then. But I think we can, uh, I think we can do well, it. Well, we got t-shirts being got printed t-shirts as we being speak That's here huge. at Beantown Athletics. Once you get one of those going viral, people yeah. got to put that on the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. subreddit. People will want to buy it, you know? Yeah. You do Reddit at all? I don't. I'll, I'll make a post. On behalf of you, really about the. I would appreciate uh, about, that. I don't really your, know what that means, article. but I actually let me even see. I'll I'll check real quick. It's probably I bet it's on there right now. Like someone linked to it because they might have. Because off season, you got to talk. Yeah, about, maybe <laughs> you got to talk about like whatever. But we know. I th- let's do that. We'll do that. Do that on your own time. The Reddit <laughs> or whatever it is. So do I'm Reddit on your own time. It's so quick. It's um, so quick. So that's where I'm at. That's the one of the top stories in my life. The other I think one that's is, a really great fucking. The story. other one. Yeah. Have you been paying attention to the Mayweather-McGregor press conferences? You know, I haven't actually watched the press conferences yet because I was watching <laughs> I was actually watching old Raws on the network last night. I have, like, no reason why. I'm like, yeah, I was watching Raws from, like, 1993. But, uh, WWE. WWE. For people that Raw. don't know what yeah. Raw is, they might think you're talking about some crazy porn site. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Some people it's just true. don't know. Uh, but I was watching... Um, I, was on, I was watching old Raws. I was watching old Raws. <laughs> Just yeah, it sounds like I was watching like personal sex tapes <laughs> I made. Old, yeah. old WWE. I was Raws. watching sex tapes Monday Night Raws, where I, I where I was going completely unprotected, hundred percent raw. <laughs> uh, but I was kind of reading what people were saying about the press conferences, and I was like, people were so many people went from like McGregor has no chance to like. I think McGregor might win because of a press conference. Fuck that. I'm like, you realize you can't out you, like shit talking does not make you like a better fighter. Uh-huh. Like this dude, like everyone, like because you know a lot of comics, a lot of comedians tend to be into boxing for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because it's like a solo sport and you get your ass kicked. 
<laughs> but a lot of guys like talk about it, uh, MMA and boxing a lot in the in the green rooms of comedy. And uh, I've noticed a slight like racial thing where like most people are are thinking Mayweather has it, but like the black comedians are like, I can't even listen to like a fucking idea about how McGregor could win like because it's so ridiculous and then you'll get a couple random like Irish Catholic comedians who are like I think McGregor's got it <laughs> I think he's got it you just gotta get one in you know you just gotta get that one clean punch in and he'll knock him out he's got the age going for him he's got this and that and I'm like dude you're like it's like I, I just think Mayweather ha I mean but then again my guess is as good as anyone's but I think Mayweather is you know best boxer of his generation uh, he's fucking, he's beat some pretty, he's beat some pretty amazing guys who are way better than Conor McGregor at boxing. And, uh, as great as McGregor is and as entertaining as he is, mm -hmm. I think without his fucking, without his kicks and holds, without his fucking jujitsu holds, he's fucked. When I see these press conferences. Yeah. And have there been two? Right? Yeah, there's been there two. Been two days in a row. Yeah. Um, when I see them, obviously McGregor's doing his thing. He opened up a little bit more in the second one. Yeah. To the point, and they both did. Like Mayweather had the Irish flag over his shoulders, and McGregor took Mayweather's backpack, opened it up, and there was a little money inside. They're, they're both showmen. Like yeah. And also oh, Mayweather had an Irish flag. He's Wait. like stole it off oh, McGregor. Okay. okay. They stole each other's things, and they. It was. It's a little it, pretty. pretty I'm watching it, W, and I'm thinking WWE. Yeah. Okay. Mayweather's already fought at WrestleMania in the WWE. Yeah. McGregor, when he's on the mic, and he was great yesterday. He was great. Yeah. He's like, I'm not giving this mic up. You're gonna have to come steal the mic off me. And he's like, I love this shit. He's like, they put me in these situations where they think they're gonna make me uncomfortable, and I thrive in these <laughs> situations. And he's calling out. He's like, "What's up, Drizzy Drake?" He's calling out Drake. Like he was, yeah. he was great. I, you know, I seem to think that McGregor, you know, he can be an asshole on the mic to the point where sometimes I'm like, "Would you just shut the fuck up? We know you're great. All right, like stop talking about it. Like it's just sometimes he just takes it too far. Like it's over the top. Yeah, and it pisses me off. But, but it's there's definitely... no denying that it, there's an entertainment factor that goes along with it. But that entertainment factor when he's on the mic, the last two press conferences has me thinking. WWE, oh, like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. next stop. That's for a this lot guy. of people say that. And yeah. in fact, that should be the the first stop for this guy. Like I think he would be perfect there. He he should be in the Royal Rumble, the next Royal Rumble. McGregor should be in it, and uh, he should he should go to the WWE. That's what he should do. <laughs> is he a fan though? I don't know if he is. I've heard him kind of say both things about it. I've heard him shit on pro wrestling, and I've heard him. Is he a fan? Well, when I've... Vince McMahon, speaking of backing up the Brinks truck, when he backs up the Brinks truck for <laughs> Conor McGregor, he's gonna be a fan. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah he could do action movies too. He's got a bright future ahead of him, especially if he wins this fucking fight. He's not winning though. <laughs> can we? I mean, but outside of all the talking and the press conferences, and they're entertaining, and you can feel yeah. however you want to feel about those press conferences. When this thing gets to the ring in August, I believe that Conor McGregor does not stand a chance. The only way McGregor can win this fight is if he connects a clean blow in yeah. the first two rounds. Yeah. One in the first two. If he doesn't do that, you know, you try to talk about how great a shape he's in, whatever. This guy does not fight six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve rounds. He nah. doesn't do it. it. That's a fact. It's a, those are facts. Yeah, so, so if this thing, which I expected to get into the fifth, get into the sixth, 
McGregor's going to be dead. And yeah. if he does connect with punches past the sixth round, they're probably not going to have much behind them. And that's where Mayweather, who knows? McGregor could be so tired in the eighth, ninth round that maybe Mayweather could knock him out. And I know Mayweather's not a knockout artist. Yeah. And, and he's going to take guys to the distance. He's taking them to the distance. And he's going to win in a decision. Defense, defense, get the points, get the points, not get knocked out. Might run around a little bit. Might showboat a little bit. But he's, Mayweather's not a knockout artist. Some people are trying to tell me, well, all you need is one, and McGregor yeah. could catch him at one. And I'm looking at it going, I have a feeling McGregor's going to be exhausted when this thing gets past the fifth round to the point where Mayweather, even at 40 years old, is used to this going the distance. Exactly. He yeah. might actually be able to knock this guy out. It could. I, that's That, I think, is like the biggest wild card here is like the age and the like endurance of each guy. It's sort of a And question. I'm saying Mayweather might be able to knock McGregor out. Yeah, I'm saying it's a question mark because it could go either way. Is how much has Mayweather aged since the last time we saw him fight? Sure. How much has uh how much has McGregor really trained just in boxing for this, right? Like so many things we don't fucking know. Yeah. So that's prob that's why it's like an interesting fight. I don't I don't think and also Mayweather has like tax problems. And, that, and a lot of people say he's forced into this fight by money. Normally wouldn't take the fight if he didn't need I don't this believe money, that. You so know why? That. He's four, what, 49 and all? Yeah. 50's a, a good number. That's true, That's too. a good number. It's too good to pass up. And I just... Look, McGregor's a tough SOB, but this is not the octagon. And um, I, I just don't see him being able to get in there and do... I don't care how much bigger, bigger he is than Mayweather. I don't see him getting in that ring. I, I don't see McGregor getting in that ring and doing something that nobody else could. And yeah, I, yeah. I just don't see it. And, and I have seen, and I've seen plenty of knockout fighters, tough SOBs in boxing, who usually knock their guy out before the sixth round. And I've seen them get into the eighth. They, 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 find, they get a fight. They get into a fight where the other guy's taking them to the eighth, the ninth, tenth. And they lose something. You can see it. They're oh, the yeah. toughest guys in the world. They're knockout artists. And, but when they get to a certain point, if they're not used to fighting that late, fighting that many rounds, it, you, it shows. It jumps off the screen when you're watching the fight. You're like, this yeah. guy is toast. Yeah. You can see it. Just, I mean, you can see the, the whole body language change when they get like that. That's, I, I, I kind of like that part of a fight because sometimes another, some guys dig a little deeper and find like a little extra gas in their tank and wake up out of it. Eh. Fucking, but it rarely happens. It's not going to happen here. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking money-making fight though, huh? Like everyone I know is watching, every guy I know is watching it. But the big one is Golovkin versus Canelo. I guess In so. September. That's oh, the oh and one thing I wanted to say about McGregor though, like, and I always like this about him is like, is like, uh, I mean, I, I kind of like to see him lose, and I want I, I wanted to see him lose to Aldo, and I really wanted to see him lose to Diaz, who I love. But uh, well, I mean, he lost him once. But I do, yeah. But I do like the uh, the second time though. I wanted it. Yeah, to be, I wanted it time. to be like fucking mm -hmm. like. Yeah, no, there was part of me that was definitely proven. rooting. There was definitely rooting against McGray. I thought it was stupid for him to even take the fight the first time. Yeah, but but. You ever see that video of like all the shit he talked about Jose Aldo like, or Jose or whatever? I always fuck up the the names of like, Aldo, yeah, the pronunciation. Yeah, you know? we know because I've said I've said Royce Gracie before like an idiot. It's Royce, you know, he's R like a Honda Rousey, <laughs> Honda Rousey. But uh, 
you know, like he talks all the shit in the pregame uh, or the pre-fight press conferences. He says all that shit. But like usually when the when the fight's over, he, he he said to Aldo, he's like, "You deserve another one. You deserve another fight." Like he's, I think it's all an act. Like I think behind the scenes, he's probably like some decent guy. Decent. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a hundred percent real. I think he's got a love of the. I mean, because look at it. If without his personality, he'd just be another good fighter, another great fighter, maybe. But those guys, no oh, one. Oh no! Without his personality, I, he wouldn't even be in this fight. Like you no, know that without oh. his personality, he would not have the recognition to even get the fight. With Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, he's he a self-made. He brought the WWE promo-type yeah. shit to UFC. And other guys are trying to copy it now. But when he came in, it was like, you know, guys liked MMA and guys like UFC, and they watched it. But now it's like he's bringing in casual people with his fucking showboat-type behavior, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that is all on him, and he, like, made all that happen. And as an entertainer myself, sometimes I'm like, I think this guy's doing a little bit of a, he's, he's pulling a little bit of a trick, you know, on everyone. He's, cause I bet behind the scenes, he's one of those guys like with his wife and kid and fucking, I don't know, 20 lines of cocaine, just having a good time. Like a regular person. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll both be watching the fight and, um, <coughs> yep. Well, I think it's going the distance and I think Mayweather wins in a decision. I think there's a possibility, maybe even Mayweather connects with one late when McGregor is toast and out of gas. I don't and, think you, and so you think Mayweather I don't has think, it as well? I don't think there'll be a knockout at all. I think it'll be another, just like Mayweather's last like three pay-per-views. Mm, yeah, and, that's what I'd put my money on. Decision. Mayweather and a decision. Yeah. That's what i put my money on. And, and, then, um, and then the internet will go ape shit. Like, yeah. McGregor won. His short said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> His short said, fuck you. He's the best. Uh, well, McGregor should go to the WWE. And speaking of WWE, that's what we're going to wrap this show up with. Yeah. It's a little pro wrestling talk for the third straight podcast. You, other than watching old Ruzz the other night, um, <laughs> you watch the, did you watch the latest pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire? I did. What did you think of WWE's Great Balls of Fire? I actually really liked it. Um... Uh... I didn't enjoy every match, but uh, I'm like I'm really into this Enzo Amore uh, big Cass feud right uh, now. Cass sucks. <laughs> he gives the work. If ass. I had advice, I would say, dude, your promos—they're just like I, I. I don't think he's a heel. I think he's. I don't think he's. I think his promos are terrible because I think he's I, unless it's the storyline and where they're drawing him to be. He should be up there and he should be let loose and he should be actually telling it like it is and he should say, listen. I'm seven foot six, okay? <laughs> I'm a monster. This business was built on monsters. And the monsters don't just go to WrestleMania solo. They go to WrestleMania solo at seven foot six. <laughs> and they main event WrestleMania. Not because they want the belt. Not because they think they can beat Brock Lesnar. But because they want the money. I'm sick of splitting yeah. money with this little punk Enzo. I want my own money and being seven foot fucking six. I want to headline WrestleMania to get that money. I'm the main I'm event in this industry because I'm the biggest physical person in this industry. And it's time for Vinnie Mac and Triple H to start showing it. I like it. That's what he should be saying. What? <laughs> yeah. right? what? I mean... The, the best promos, and, and maybe this will get off into my, what I teased earlier, WWE to me is corny. Everything's corny. And I think I feel that way now because I've been watching a little bit more New Japan Pro. Danny, how long I've been coming in here I know. telling you to watch New Japan. It's, I've been watching it 
on YouTube more than anything. But uh, over yeah. the last five or six months, like I've seen it, you know, you watch some things. I know all the major plays that have come to the WWE from there. I, yeah. I understand the Bullet Club and who's led it and who's been in it. But um, I've been captivated by one guy. Well, I, I really enjoy the Cody Rhodes story. Yeah. The Cody Rhodes story is great because, he, and this is not the guy that, that captivates me. I'll tell you who that is in a minute. But the Cody Rhodes story is great because he was in the WWE for so long. I think he had a little run with the Intercontinental title, right? A short one, back. Yeah. But that's when the Intercontinental, you know, the Intercontinental title didn't mean anything. Like, it used to mean yeah. something when Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon had a ladder match for it yeah. at WrestleMania 10 Ziggler at Madison did a Square good, Garden. Ziggler did some good stuff with it, but yeah. But Cody Rhodes had a terrible character, Stardust. And then just some other character, like, they, he never, he was there so long that you never really, he never got his push. He asked for his release, and now he goes to Ring of Honor, and even some New Japan Pro, he's the Ring of Honor champ, and he's a star now. Yeah. Like, he's a legit star, and... As he should be. But that's a, that's a great move on his part, you know, when you're in the big, you're with the top dogs, and you're not being used properly... That's a ballsy decision to say, I'm out. Yeah, a few guys. Wade Barrett did the same thing. He, he left he, on his own accord. It's such a ballsy decision because I guess the end game is always to get back. Is it? I, I don't know. I think it is. I think it is like a way to, for some, most of the guys, it's a way like to uh, go prove that you're actually a star star, not just a, not just a third tier level guy or a. Or like you know, because you know how the WWE is. Once they like decide to push you, like a guy like Roman Reigns, you're pushed. And sure. If, and if you can't break through, like Ziggler or Zach uh, Zach Ryder or uh, Curtis Axel, these types of guys, like they stay in a certain place. And there's got to be like a weird thing where it's like, hey, I'm glad I'm getting work, but I'm I th I think I can do more than mm -hmm. this. You know what I mean? And not to mention in their line of work, you can end up like Daniel Bryan any day, where it's like you just can't wrestle anymore. So they got to do what they got to do. But I think another reason is like guys like the Young Bucks who have never wrestled in the WWE, they're making enough money. They're making a no, real good I think living right now. No, they have, though. No, they've never been in the WWE. They no, they ha and the only reason I know this is because Justin Barrasso, oh, you know what? Were they in, were they in NXT? Were, or were they some, They were involved in WWE and there was something that happened where they disrespected Booker T. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I Justin just... Barrasso mentioned something. You have to Google it or search it, but he yeah. was on my show Thursday. He covers pro wrestling for Sports Illustrated. He knows all these little things. Well, he would know better than And he me. did say something about the Young Bucks. I don't know just what their role was or just if they even... Maybe they were just doing house shows. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were just in the training center, but they did... Something happened with them, and they disrespected Booker T, and wow. and it it never worked out for them or something. Well, I'm I don't know. I mean, that must have been long ago because I yeah. I, uh, but the Young Bucks are great. I've met I've met them a couple of times. One of them follows me on Twitter. They used to both follow me. I don't know what happened, but they're fucking awesome. Wow, they're one, awesome. Dude. One of the Young Bucks unfollowed you? Yeah, I don't know why. Kevin Owens follows me though. That's a good one. Uh, but I, I used to see all these dudes on the Indies when I used to go to Indie show. I still would love to go, but I've been a little busy uh not recording podcasts <laughs> but uh like i go uh but those guys are fucking aw like nice guys and shit but they've made i mean they've made themselves millionaires not being in the wwe so i think other guys see that and they're like shit you know what like with the with the way merchandising is now like where you can sell your own shit online mm -hmm. without having to go through the wwe the world is 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 like 
it's the internet now. So you don't need the WWE to get you to a million people. You can get yourself to a million sure. people. So I think a lot of these guys are seeing that, and then they leave, and then Vince sees that they're an actual commodity. Or Triple H does. Or Triple H, yeah. And then uh, and then hire them back. I think Jinder Mahal was like one of those guys. I mean, he kind of got fired, and he kind of tripled in size mysteriously while he was out and, and gets back. <laughs> Is that but, an accusation? No, I'm just, you know, that's an alleged <laughs> idea. Uh, I'm sure it's all natural. I'm sure it's the best vegan fucking diet on earth. A lot of flaxseed oil. <laughs> but all these guys, uh, there's a couple guys who, who got fired and rehired in the past like a few years, which I think is cool that they're not like totally. Well, Cody Rhodes didn't get fired. I mean, Mike Bennett, and, uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canales, who are from Boston, or Mike is, uh, Mike Bennett had had a run with the WWE like in NXT and he got into a thing with John Cena, and they were basically like, "He's blacklisted. He's never." What do you come get? Back. What happened with him and John Cena? I guess it was a rib gone wrong I, on I, Twitter. No, 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 no. I heard this. Story. Like, what would a guy from NXT? How does John Cena make a make a stop well, my, at NXT every once in a while? They and, were and, like, uh, you know how like they have NXT guys sometimes like on dark ma- on on like shows like that aren't on TV, like the WWE Live type yeah. things. They'll mix it in. They'll have some wrestlers you've never seen before who are on their way up, right? So I guess someone told I, – I don't know. I'm, I'm like secondhand telling this story that I've heard Bennett t- tell on a podcast. But like basically they're all somewhere wrestling and someone says to like – someone to rib Bennett is like, yo, like when you're – we won't, like when you're wrestling tonight, we want you to do something. Like we want you to do a certain thing. And they're like – and he's like, what is it? And, and they go, it's this, like that you, you can't see me. Like – like yep. hand thing, hand like, over your face. They're like, we want you to do it, you know. Uh, we think it'll be good. And he even says, like, isn't that Cena's kind of thing? And I don't yeah. Wanna, and they're like, no, no. It's like we're telling you. It's straight from Vince. Like we're telling you what to do. Like just do it, right? So he does it, and I guess he comes off, and it's supposed to be a rib, like to piss Cena off. But I guess Cena like really hit the roof and was like, like don't you ever fall, like and anything like that. Cena <laughs> was and, pissed. And then and then like, why was he pissed? Bennett Bennett told the story on. Cole Cabana's uh, Art of Wrestling podcast. But uh, he was like, I guess uh, he fucking like was released shortly after later. that. And then was oh, like, that- and that's the reason why I'll never be in the WWE because Mike Bennett is phenomenal. Like, like uh, I'd seen him in ROH and Beyond Wrestling. He's like super fucking great on the mic. Like, good looking, like great. Like you're going like, why isn't this guy in the WWE? Yeah. He's like at the right size, all that shit, you know? And it was Apparently, because of this like fucking joke prank gone wrong, where he like oh that sucks. And then his and then you know him and his wife, uh, she was a diva and she was like go like, and uh, <laughs> they let go the whole family. I know, of this no, one thing? Like, I think this was before they were together. I don't know, but she was like I was go, gonna say Cena needs to take it easy. She was just let go in one of those like mass firings where they fire like eight people, and then you know. I remember seeing them on the indies, and they'd be like, yeah, she was a diva. She was a WWE diva. And I remember thinking, like, man, wrestling, it's so sad. Like, you get fired at 25, and you're never going back to the WWE again. But they've been hiring people back that they fired in the past, which I think is awesome. That's because, you know, it brings us back to Cody Rhodes. What's the end game? And I talked with Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated about this last week on, on Thursday's podcast. And he said, well, yeah, the end game's always getting back to the WWE. But what do you do? And this is why he asked for his release is, you go down there, uh, over there, you, you create a big name for yourself, and when you're the top dog, I mean, 
the Bullet Club is a is a pretty yeah. popular faction in professional wrestling. And now you get Cody Rhodes, arguably, he's arguably the leader. But it brings me to my guy, right? The, the guy that I'm captivated by, Kenny Omega. Ah, uh, here we go. He's the best in the biz. Yeah. Well, and, and I said this on my podcast, and a day later, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on a podcast, was saying the same thing, and was saying he didn't really know much about the guy, and he went and looked at some of his on the mic stuff on YouTube and some of his matches and his Wrestle Kingdom match with Okada and even watch his matches at the G1 yeah, USA. That's my favorite thing every year. But the one in, this oh, one was the, in the US. Uh, I like the G1. This year. This one was Climax. the first one in the US. Kenny Omega is the best in the ring. He's the best on the mic. They do those little press conferences. That yeah. WWE should do that. The press conference. Oh, that's my favorite thing. It legitimizes I love it. it. Legitimizes it. Makes it look like a real sport, you know, which which it is. <laughs> but but how do you? Am I wrong? Like Kenny uh, Omega to me. The Stone Cold like I ain't heard about this guy Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, so I went down here, broken skull. Went down to my computer shed, fired it up, had, had myself a glass of wine. <laughs> Hey, Called be careful. My wife. We're technically colleagues on the Podcast One Network. Uh, uh, don't be knocking <clears> Stone Cold too much. Sip of water for the working man. <laughs> but I, Kenny Omega is the athletic, the best in the business. I love him. Do you expect him in WWE? I do, but I don't know if he'll do it because uh, I don't know if you know this, but like this is where you hit the WWE in their fucking pockets in the purse strings because the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and the Bullet Club, they're selling merch now. At Hot Topics in the malls of America. Yeah, and that starts later this month. And they're selling, yeah, right? and they're going to sell a fucking shitload of that stuff. And when the, that's where the WWE is really going to be like, fuck. Like, they're outselling us. When they start looking up, when you start watching, you know, Raw and seeing tons of fucking Young Buck t-shirts in the crowd. Tons of fucking Kenny Omega. I bought a Bullet Club t-shirt. Do you yeah. know that? No. I got it in the mail the other I'm day. I'm proud of you. If I, if I see one at Franklin Park Golf Course, I'll know it's you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll help you if you're bleeding over a golf cup. <laughs> it's but, a great T-shirt. I, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm, awesome. I'm, the, the Bullet Club, what they've done. I know they've stolen some things off NWO, right? Yeah, that's right. So what? I end up the guys from NWO, like they gave them the seal of approval, right? They yeah, said go for it. That's wrestling, man. Um, yeah, I think it's great. And and so they're gonna be selling their merchandise. They also have a YouTube show yeah, they're doing... that mixes in. They they use it to mix into the actual programming. Yeah. That they on yeah. even Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro. Yeah, because Ring of Honor and New Japan are like connected. Sure. And it's all fucking great. Like I've, I mean, you remember I've been coming on here for fucking years saying Shinsuke Nakamura is the greatest yeah. wrestler. In, and and here he's in, in WWE now. He finally made it into WWE, but he's 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 my favorite like alive right you now. You have the. Oh, I've Strong style T-shirt. Multiple. I have three. I have one that I ordered from Japan that doesn't even fit anymore because like it's made for a Japanese guy. I wore it like once, and I look like fucking Britney Spears in the '90s, like with a little bit of my belly showing because it's like it's like if you're hey listener, if you're buying shirts from Japan, go a couple sizes bigger, large, extra large, because uh, they they're made for a smaller person. <laughs> I'm not the biggest guy in the world. But. All right, back to the actual yeah. product, though, of the I person lo- that you're buying the T-shirt. I love from. Shinsuke. I've seen, I went to go see him. Uh, I'd never seen him live, obviously. He's in, he was in Japan. When he was in NXT, I went to Lowell to see him. It was like the greatest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. In that same show, I saw Finn Balor, too, I'd never seen, who also was huge in Japan Bullet before, Club. before he was here. And uh, Prince Devitt was his name over yep. there, and he was fucking awesome, too. That guy had... That guy, Maybe the most shredded human being I've ever seen in, mm-hmm. with my now, own Now, but, but my eyes. beef with those guys, and even AJ Styles, yeah. 
is, and I guess this is what, you know, I'm not going to give Kenny Omega career advice. I'm not going to say don't go to WWE because if the money's there, go get the money. Yeah. And you want to do that, go do it. But my, my advice would be, as the casual fan, is take a look at how some of the guys that have come just from your faction, the top dogs there, Bella and AJ Styles, see how they're being used. Yeah. And to me, and this is where I've got attacked on Twitter, because I said, well, I don't I don't think they're using AJ Styles the right way. I, I think AJ Styles should be the face of the WWE. And people are like, well, just because he doesn't have a belt, or does he, just because he doesn't have the WWE belt doesn't mean he, he, he can't be the face. And I'm like, well, well, I actually would prefer that the guy with the belt is the face. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But to me, the guys who should be headlining WrestleMania, uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. And you could even mix in that they were where they both came from yeah. without actually mentioning it, you know? Yeah. And if they were doing that and you're Kenny Omega, maybe you look at it and go, hey, I could go to the WWE with the Young Bucks. They could put us in a storyline. We could crash that. Honestly, these guys should be headlining the WWE and... If you're Omega, I think you have to look at that and go, eh, I'm the man here. Yeah. And if I'm also selling my merchandise now in Hot Topic and stores, like you said, yeah. you got the YouTube thing where you're promoting. If you're, this is where I hope, and, and I know they probably don't listen, but those guys listen to someone like myself. Don't take all my advice, but just hear me out. I'm a casual fan. Will, you know it. Oh, yeah. I love the, you know, I'm The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You go back to Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Hulk Hogan, like Shawn Michaels. The big names, yeah. right? I'm a casual fan. They have me all in on New Japan Pro with the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega. Yeah. I'm watching these matches going, forget about the corny shit with Big Casses in the ring cutting a terrible promo on <laughs> WWE. Give me Kenny Omega kneeing some dude in the head with the best finisher, the one-winged angel in, that I've ever seen in my life, yeah. him flying around, give me that match, and then give me a couple words on the mic after, goodbye and ah, good night. The bullet, I like, I, I'm all in on that. If a casual fan is all in, that, all in on that, do you have to make the jump to the WWE and just be somebody that's thrown it around in a storyline somewhere in the middle? Yeah. I don't want... I, He's so You'll end good. up like um, like uh, Cesaro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that. That like a, has all the talent in the world. Soup. One of the most fucking what are they underused talents. He, he considered one of the best. You know, like the indie guys. When he was on the indies, people were like, "Oh, he's the best. He's like the guy we learn from." You know what I mean? And and now he's just kind of like he's had like he's definitely had more gimmicks than like any guy on the roster right now. He's been everything. Yeah. You know, and and it's like they can't figure out how to use him, guy. And that's my. That's always my big fear. Like, I got afraid when Shinsuke came over because I was like, fuck, if, like, if the kids in, like, you know, if little kids don't like him right away, they're going to start fucking with him. Like, that's what they do, did with AJ Styles, kind of, I feel like. They came out, they kind of just let him be AJ Styles, and then they were like, shit, you know, the guys in their 30s love this guy, but, like, we need the kids, right? We need, like, these kids to keep eyeing the shit. So then they fucking give him gloves and well he already had gloves but they give yeah. him all kinds of like fucking shiny shit and you know change his theme song or whatever and make him more like appealing and uh, that's really what they care about so like I was nervous I'm like Shinsuke is great but a Japanese guy has had a, never been all the way to the top I guess like Yokozuna I don't even think he was really Japanese <laughs> he made it he made it pretty high up but usually those guys kind of like can stall. So I'm, I, but I think Shinsuke crosses over like people are into him like at all levels. 
But I guess it's like you can't fucking tell. I think Kenny Omega will do it, though, because, like, just like a comic, it was, like, our dream to do, like, Letterman before he retired. It's like everyone wants to wrestle for the WWE, like, at one point in their career, I think. Even the Young Bucks, I don't know them personally, but I'm like, how do you not, like, how do you grow up watching WWE wrestling and not want to at least sure. do, like, do a yeah. fucking take a shot? Mm-hmm. You know, see if you can headline WrestleMania. Sign a one-year deal. Sign a two-year. But he year should, deal. and and I mean, like they should sign the elite, Kenny Omega and yeah. the Young Bucks, and they literally should have like AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, and they should have the Bullet Club. Yeah, just redo it. Just they should have the Bullet Club come in and pick a side. Yeah, and here we go, because be that awesome. you need those factions. Like the WWE doesn't like what? What do they have? Do they have any? They Do got, they have any groups? Like, give me yeah, a group. They, they like, got, they had the Shield was probably the latest one that was the biggest. Yeah. Right? Shield well, what's, is awesome. What's the Well, biggest? now they're doing basically, like, SmackDown and Raw factions. Oh, it's so stupid. Yeah. I Do you like that? No, I don't like that. I don't like it either. I like everyone as one thing. Yeah. And I don't, I especially don't like turning on a pay-per-view and being like, what? This is a SmackDown pay-per-view? Like, like the Great Balls of Fire was yeah. a Raw pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm like, I just want to fucking... They tell you too much anyway ahead of time. Like, I mean, I understand you got to like promo fights, but it's like, it's like leave some mystery, throw in some surprise matches, throw in some surprise things. You know, I don't want to fucking know every single thing that's gonna happen because because it kind of when I started to watch wrestling, I like I was just wanted to be entertained and like anything. Like the more and more you watch it, you start to like analyze it and go like, ah, oh, this is what's gonna happen. Or yeah. So so then it becomes like fuck if you can trick me. Now I'm having fun, you know? I actually got Like wor- Hogan, NWO. Yeah, I got- I Trick got, me. That I, tricked everybody. Or like uh, Mark Henry's retirement. That was like the greatest moment when Mark Henry fake retired and then like just fucking hit John Cena and everybody. That was like my favorite thing ever. But I think like nowadays you can kind of- But but Enzo and Cass got me. I think it was on Raw though. It wasn't on the pay-per-view like- they they like got back together. Did you see that? I did see. And that. And then like they took it all the way. Yeah, like, they did. They it took like it all the way. Seven. I actually and... thought Enzo was gonna hit him. Something right. You could feel it. But it was the other way. But I actually I was like something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. And then once they started to make it up the ramp, I was like, oh, fuck. You know what? I think this is real. Like I think because they were better. They're better together. Oh, yeah. The entrance was. I still the best. think it's. I, I still think it's. Do, it's destined to come back together. What what they're gonna do is they'll try to make him big, put him in a championship match. Maybe against against Lesnar and Heyman will be the guy on the mic and Cass is going to be so bad on the mic they're going to put Enzo back with him being his Cass, his advocate. I don't think Cass can be a heel. He, like his eyes are like nice guy eyes. Like that's the thing. He, didn't he look like he looks like he's about to start crying when he's saying mean stuff to Enzo? Like I think he was crying. He's, he's looking like he's looking at Enzo like I'm sorry. I'm just gonna this is a script, bro. Like because I really do love you deep down. <laughs> like he looks like that dude who's like who like you know. Like, he sells drugs, like, but you can tell he also kind of, like, you know, takes care of his mom. <laughs> he's, like, got a hard side, <laughs> but a very kind, yeah. uh, very kind, deep heart. I, I bet he's a nice dude in real life. Yeah. That guy. Well, they, they're better together. We'll see. They eventually. I know. I have, I, I have a feeling it's not. They're coming back together because Lillian Garcia is basically doing. And so it's like, he, like, here comes Big Cass. He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. <laughs> she didn't do that. No, she did. Yeah. She did? She did. Oh, that's and, stupid. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they're doing this because they don't want the fan to forget who he really yeah. is. Like, they, you know, they wanted to keep him with That is so corny. But that brings bit. me back to New Japan. 
Yeah. The, the, w, the WWE is just a little too corny for me. And, like, to, honestly, like, all the all the promos and everything, like, I just... It's it's almost too much. It got it got to be too much. Like, I'm getting back into it right now. I feel like it's getting good. But for, I'd say for a solid six months, it was, yeah. it was bad. I was like, man, this is, like, shit. Well, you know? New Japan... I mean, they're coming into the U.S. They did the G1 USA special two weeks ago. Yeah. And Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated told me that he believes Daniel Bryan is going to, when his contract is up at WWE, he's yeah. going to go wrestle for New Japan. A lot of people say that. He said that, and he threw this out there, but I think he does it with some knowledge. A future Wrestle Kingdom, we could see Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. What? Yeah. The fuck. So if they're thinking of doing something like that, and you do still maybe have a Kenny Omega hanging around and Cody Rhodes. And you know what? You got a couple of Austin Aries. CM Punk, where um, did he get this from? Justin Barrasso? Yeah. Where did he get that from? He's, I, he, has CM Punk even hinted at he a, a talked return to CM to Re- Punk. What? Nah, he must be fucking, that wife of his must be spending his money. He, <laughs> he Well, Justin Barrasso talks to all these guys. He has all these connections. So I think he takes things that he says. And with knowledge creates an opinion, a yeah. very well-informed opinion. And he knows what he's talking about. Uh, like to the point where he broke on my podcast last week that the Patriots tried to get WrestleMania at Gillette Stadium and the WWE said no. They rejected it. And I wonder why. his reasoning, he said, was one, just outside of Patriot Place, what is going on in Foxborough where they'd have WrestleMania. Two, the WWE has a special loyalty to the TD Garden. Oh, that that's true. That that they're not gonna get away from that, and then because we talk, I, I always had I, when I've had him on the show, I said, "Oh, they have to do something at Gillette. How about Fenway?" He also said Fenway would be so. He cool. also said that Fenway tried to get SummerSlam, and the WWE rejected that as well. Fuck. But throughout, and I think this was a well-informed opinion that NXT at Fenway is possible. Ooh, I'll be there. So if they, I don't know, they do the NXT takeover for for the main yeah. events, the pay per views. You know, maybe they do a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble. I would love to see not a Royal Rumble, but a Survivor Series. Maybe Fenway it's not; it wouldn't be as cold. They couldn't do it in January. But NXT at Fenway is something that that maybe they could do. That'd be cool. I'd pay to see that. I'm actually the one who told Sam Kennedy, Red Sox president, in this studio, in that seat, to go get SummerSlam. What and is, if it turns out they listen to me. It's just the WWE didn't really want to hear much of it. But that's just my point. Justin Barrasso is well-informed. He talks to all these yeah, guys. Yeah. When he throws out that a future Wrestle Kingdom main event could be Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, you know, I think he's heard some things. I, so, could, see, I could see why the WWE want, wouldn't want to do a huge pay-per-view because they like their number. Like, it's just not as big as some of those places. They like to say, like, there's... 65,000 and Oh, house. for WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Well, even for Well, SummerSlam. Gillette Stadium is a... Oh, they've done SummerSlam at... Uh... No, I'm not talking about Gillette. I'm talking about Fenway. It's oh, gotta Fenway. It's got to be kind of small for yeah. like, some of their pay-per-views. Yeah, but... NXT would be good. Mm-hmm. But Wrestle Kingdom, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan would be great. Oh, my God. I'd fucking love it. And so we'll see what the future is I with that. I thought CM but... Punk was going to try, you know, professional hockey next or something. You know, just... <laughs> You're not a big punk guy. You uh, and Punk, you, got, you guys have... I love him. Like as a pro wrestler, but I just think I think that whole UFC thing. People don't make fun of him enough for how fucking stupid. Wait, that when was. is he gonna fight again? Do we know? Never. In, in MMA. MMA. He's done. I think so. One and done. I heard he was training. He's not gonna go two and barbecue. No, no one He's gonna f- go one and done. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he should. Did you see that fight? No, I think he should wrestle. I think he should go back to WWE. But if he's not going to do that, he should, he should go to New Japan. I do, I do think he's because they're coming to the U.S. I, I think he's one of the most interesting pro wrestlers I've ever seen. I think I, but I think like he walked away in the in the not his prime because he I, I, he should have taken a break or whatever. But the way he did it, I I don't think it was that cool. I think he's probably a fucking hard on to hang out with. You know? Punk. Yeah, you know, you're like, hey, you want to go to like. Chick-fil-A, and he's like, Chick-fil-A, fuck that fucking place, man. They're not open on Sundays because of religion. Fuck that. You know my parents didn't hug me enough when I was a kid? Uh, I'm mad all the time. Uh, you know? I'm going to go fight MMA at 40 because I want to. Uh, you know? He's just a fucking douche. <laughs> Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah, your, your hate. I know you say you like him as a wrestler, but I can feel your hatred yeah. for CM Punk. The, the the real life person. It's my highest rated YouTube yeah, video it is. is me shitting on. It fucking... is. What's the next YouTube video? <sighs> I don't know. Some stand up special or something huh. I did. But yeah, like the highest views I have, and it still gets comments like once once every couple of days. Someone will write like, someone will either write like, "This is hilarious," or like, "You're a piece of shit and you should die." <laughs> well, I hope that those things don't come my way. No. Just because you're on my show. It'll it happen. It doesn't so. leak over You don't here. get any bad stuff? Oh, I get, yeah. Of course. The Isaiah Thomas thing. Oh, yeah. I I tweeted out, before we started recording, Um, I tweeted out, appreciate all the love that I got for the, for the nickname, because there was a lot of love for it. Yeah. But along with a lot of that love comes a lot of hate. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Stop doing podcasts. Yeah, like, that stupid nickname. He sucks. They're never going to win with him. Like, you know, you, you suck for loving him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like being a pro athlete. That's what it is. A boo on the road is a cheer at But home. you never got anything thrown at you while on stage, have you? Uh, not in a long time. I think I've... Oh no, actually, God. I don't even know if I've ever had anything thrown. I've seen that. Did I just open the open the door for that? <laughs> I just went and had a Vietnam flashback. <laughs> no, I, uh, I haven't had anything thrown at me, I don't think. I, when I was a karaoke guy, I used to get the shit thrown at me. Uh, just setting up the equipment. <laughs> but, like, uh, I've seen that shit. But I'm not. I'm not a very confrontational comedian. I don't get a lot of like that crazy stuff. All right. And the next event is again this weekend. This weekend. Uh. Well, tonight I'm in Dennis Port at the on Red Thursday Nuts. night. By the time people listen, they might listen to this on Friday. So yeah, that's so gonna I'll be coming gone. So Friday this and weekend, Saturday, eight o'clock. I'm at the Comedy Connection in Providence. It's gonna be a great time. All right. And get his podcast hypothetically when he decides. It's out. I just put an episode out. I okay. went to. I went to a eight hour bad driver class so I could. So I saw tweets. Or so my license didn't get suspended, and uh, it was shitty. And I talk about the colorful cast of characters that I ran into in there. All right, can't wait to listen. He is Will Noonan. Will, thanks a lot for stopping by today. We'll do it again soon. All right. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right, and don't forget, go to DraftKings.com right now or download their app and play for free with my promo code PICK. That's P I C. And also. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Beantown Athletics is your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. And coming soon, brand new t-shirts, The Reason, Isaiah Thomas t-shirts right here at Beantown Athletics. We, do we have to tell him? You think I have to tell him about those before we, before we throw those out? Uh, before we come up with those and print them out and... Throw them on people? I think you should, man. I'm looking at. I'm also looking at the subreddit right now, and people are talking about this. And the number one comment is, "It's reason." Then, that's the that's 
it's the number one comment is that should be his nickname. His nickname is the reason. Well, Isaiah, if you listen, the truth, I've the reached fact. out to his people and I'm just waiting to hear back. Get back to me. Maybe even better follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Get this show whenever you want at DannyPicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Also part of the Podcast One Network. I'm out. Talk to you on Monday.